I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. March 19th, it feels like January 19th, but I'm going to go with March and uh, I thank the Lord for uh, the fact that He kept us safe from the storms yesterday, those uh, tornadoes that came through, and um, not right here, but in our area. And I think it was almost 70 degrees yesterday, and now I think it's in the high 30s and uh, rainy and cold. But this is the day that the Lord has made, and He uh, does not make any mistakes. And so we're thankful for that. Let us know you're listening today. Uh, it is Friday. I hope you've had a good week, but we'd love to hear from you. 252-308-4600. Uh, or if you're on Facebook, you can uh, let us know uh, that you're watching. Let us know that you're tuning in. And uh, thank you to those who let us know about lunch yesterday. I tell you, by the time uh, we heard all those good uh, meal choices, we were ready to go eat lunch and then eat another lunch and another lunch. But I appreciate you uh, encouraging us and letting us know you're listening. Uh, just a reminder, the replay, if you're listening on 95.9 FM, replay is every day, Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock in the evening. So keep that in mind. Happy birthday today. Uh, two birthdays. One is Madison Midget. Happy birthday. And then Crystal Vassaturo today. Happy birthday. And then we got three birthdays tomorrow on Saturday. Lillian Anderton. Linda Banty and Brittany Proctor, and I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. Just a reminder, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock, we have our men's prayer uh, out on the parking lot. And uh, I don't know, we may have just a handful of guys, and that's okay, but uh, we're, we're praying for revival, which begins on Monday, March 22nd, 7 o'clock, with Brother Mark Swanson, Monday night. Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Let's hope you'll be much in prayer for that. Make plans to come. Be here for that. And then don't forget about Sunday. Drive-in service, morning service, evening service. Sunday school will be a great, great day. And we're looking forward to that. Online Sunday school. We're, we're still going with that. I don't know how long we'll do it, but uh, we're continuing. So if you're not coming to a Sunday school class in the building. I hope you'll tune in online Sunday School 1015 on the radio, also on uh, Facebook and on our website and YouTube. Here's a song about revival. I love this song. It's uh, sung by the Epley family. Revival can happen. You know, I believe revival is still possible. I believe that God can still send revival. And that's what we're praying. That's what our nation needs. I want you to hear this song at this time, Revival Can Happen. Revival can happen, it really can happen. Here in this place, there's mercy and grace to refresh every soul. Revival can happen, it really can happen. Sweet spirit of love, sweet down from above, come take control my heart longs to be in a place where i see the glory of god falling down 
just a moment with Jesus, a fresh glimpse of Jesus turns the coldest of Christians around. For revival can happen, it really can happen. Here in this place, there's mercy and grace to refresh every soul. For revival can happen, it really can happen. Sweet spirit of love, sweep down from above. When his children are humble and pray for revival, God's power can reach deep within. To reclaim every Christian from cold dead religion and save the souls of lost men. For revival can happen, it really can happen. Here in this place, there's mercy and grace to refresh every soul. For revival can happen, it really can happen. Sweet spirit of love, sweep down from above, come take control. Sweet spirit of love, sweep down from above. Hallelujah for that song, and uh, that's what we're praying for. We're praying for revival, and uh, I hope that we as God's people, I hope we will humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. God said then He would hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land, and we're praying for God to do that in our church and uh, in our nation. We need revival. Let's go to Daniel chapter 5. Let's continue our series on the book of Daniel. We talked yesterday about uh, Belshazzar, who is the king of Babylon. He's the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, here we see that God is judging Belshazzar, really for two reasons. Number one, because of pride. I want, I want to remind us God hates pride. And we all have it. And sometimes we act like we're humble. Oh, I'm not. But, but we all deal with pride. And uh, pride is thinking that we don't need God. Uh, pride is saying, I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to pray. I don't need to go to church. I don't, need to, I don't need to do what God says. That's pride. And may God deliver us from pride. Sometimes pride is, I'm better than so-and-so. Well, I may not be like that, but at least I'm better than, hey, well, you're not better than anybody. I'm not better than anybody. We are all sinners. We are all uh, 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 dirt and we are the dust. And it's only because of God there's anything good in our lives. But Belshazzar was judged because of pride. But he was also judged because he defiled the things that were consecrated to God. He took that which was holy and he made it unholy. He made it profane. And God has called us to be humble. And God has called us to be holy. So how did Belshazzar get to a point where he felt like he could bring in the golden vessels and he could desecrate those vessels there in his, his drinking party. How did that happen? Well, Babylon, the city of Babylon that Belshazzar was in charge of, uh, he, didn't, he didn't make it that great. His father, uh, uh, grandfather Nebuchadnezzar, his father Nabonidus had a lot to do with it. But the city of Babylon 
Uh, historians tell us, archaeologists tell us from what they've uncovered, which they haven't uncovered a lot. Isn't that amazing? At one time, the greatest city and the greatest power in the world, and today you're just trying to find pieces that are left, and yet the Bible still stands, and the Word of God still stands, and God is still on the throne, and Babylon is just a memory. But they tell us from historical accounts that the walls of Babylon were 300 feet high. And in some places, the walls were 87 feet thick. Uh, th these walls were massive. It was a fortress city. They had towers all around on the walls so that they could spot an enemy that could possibly come in to attack. They had a secondary wall inside. So in case you got through the first wall, there was another wall you'd have to get through. Uh, there was a moat all around the city. So in order to even get to the wall, you had to get through a moat and the drawbridges could be lowered from inside the city, but it was a, a powerful city. It was a beautiful city. Uh, the Euphrates River ran through the city and uh, the, the streets and the bridges and, and the, uh, they had a bypass uh, around uh, the outside of the city so you didn't have to go through all the traffic in the middle of town. Just amazing, amazing thing. Inside the city of Babylon, there was what was left of the Tower of Babel. Remember that story back in Genesis. Well, what was left of that tower was still there in Babylon. And in the top of that tower, uh, they had a chapel. Uh, in that chapel, they housed much of the gold and, and many of the uh, valuable uh, vessels that were stored there, millions and millions of dollars worth that were stored there in that place. Babylon was also known for the Hanging Gardens. Now, they were built by Nebuchadnezzar for his queen, uh, Amidas. Uh, she had come from a place that was more, uh, more greenery and more mountainous, and she came to Babylon, and it's just flat and dry. So the king uh, devised a way where they could build beautiful terraces uh, with gardens that were literally overhanging. It looked like a mountainside. Uh, they had a pulley system whereby they could water all of those plants and all of those gardens to keep it beautiful uh, year-round. It was just an amazing place. They had enough food in that city to feed about a million people for an entire year. Uh, that's why when enemies came to even try to besiege the city, the city, they, they could outlast the soldiers outside the city. And so ne Nebuchadnezzar had built this, and now it's been passed down to his grandson, Belshazzar, and he felt like he was invincible. He felt like that nothing could happen to him. So because of that pride, we see that he has this party and he defiles the vessels from the temple and God's judgment immediately fell on Belshazzar. Now remember with Nebuchadnezzar, judgment was pronounced, but it was a whole year before that judgment actually came to pass. But Belshazzar, it came immediately. The Bible says that that very night, the Medes and Persians came in and they took over the city of Babylon and they destroyed Babylon. They killed uh, Belshazzar. Verse number five, we see there was handwriting that showed up on the wall. It says in verse number five, in that same hour came forth the fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. He's having a party. He's having a high old time. And all of a sudden, he sees not a man, not an arm, but he sees the fingers of a man's hand carving a message in the wall. Now, that would be enough to terrify any of us right there. 
and he saw it and he was terrified. He immediately calls for the uh, astrologers and he calls for the wise men to come. And he says, I need to know what that writing says. Because the writing on the wall was many, many tekel eupharsin. And nobody knew what it meant. He knew it was not good. He knew it was scary. But he called and eventually Daniel came. And Daniel came in and the Bible says that Daniel was a man of an excellent spirit. He had knowledge. Uh, he had understanding. He could interpret dreams. Remember, we've talked about that through the book of Daniel. And he could show hard sentences and he could dissolve doubts. And so he was brought in before the king. And Daniel came in and he said, here is the interpretation. He said, King, you're not going to like it, but let me tell you the truth. That uh, message on the wall, number one, that word many, M-E-N-E, -E, he says, God has numbered your kingdom and it's over. He said, time's up. Belshazzar, you have had your parties and you have had your pride and you've had your wickedness, but God says the party is over. The second word, tekel. That's not a letter. T-E-K-E-L. Tekel means thou art weighed in the balances and you have been found wanting. He said God has weighed you in his perfect balances on the perfect scale and you have come up short. You have not measured up to what God expected from your rule and your reign. And then the last word, euphorsin in the singular form, it's the word peres, P-E-R-E-S. He says, thy kingdom is divided and it is given to the Medes and Persians. Verse number 29, Daniel was promoted uh, because he interpreted. It wasn't a good message. It wasn't good news, but the king uh, uh, fulfilled the promise he made. He promoted Daniel. And then verse number 30, the Bible says that in that same night, the judgment of God fell. I want to tell you, uh, Belshazzar thought he could not be touched. He thought that everything was going so good. He had everything together, and he thought that he was safe, that God could not touch him. But friend, I want to remind you that those that walk in pride, no matter how good you think you have it, no matter how good I think I have it, those that walk in pride, God is able to abase. God is able to humble us. And let's not be lifted up in pride, but let's humble ourselves. And then the Bible says in due time, let God exalt us. Let God be the one who takes care of it. Don't you try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to do more than what God wants you to do. Do your very best for God and give him all the glory because he has truly done great things for all of us. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. And let's remember, let's be humble and let's be holy as we seek to live for God and live on the winning side. Have a great day. We'll be back on Monday for another episode. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.